Welcome to Game Ins Podcast, G Pod News. We have special guest gay guru Brian with us today, who is your all around gay life coach. Hey, Brian. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Pretty good.、Uh, it's Tuesday, so, you know, it's, it's Tuesday.、Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so what is a gay guru? So, Gay Guru is kind of a, a title that was affectionately given to me by some of my friends, and then it was picked up by、uh, some branding, branding coaches that I was working with. And、uh, they said, Do you think you're really ready to take this on? And I said, Yeah, sure. So, the, the implication of Guru being expert, of also Guru being teacher, and sort of positioning myself as somebody who wants to teach gay and queer men to find their best lives. So, basically, you're, you're, you're teaching gay men how to be. I don't want to say better gay men, but I guess better gay men. Yeah, maybe happier gay men too. Happier gay men. That's a good one. More enlightened, more.、Uh, yeah, right. Happy. Yeah. All together. So, how do you help gay men with their everyday struggle of being gay? So, it all comes down to really understanding the things that are getting in the way. I think, first of all, of, of queer men really understanding who they are, understanding themselves, and then beginning to understand what it is they really want. Dealing with negative emotions, limiting beliefs that are getting in the way, conflicting values that they're holding inside, stuff they learned as kids versus things they believe now, and those kinds of things that are getting in the way of, you know, really us as queer men understanding who we are and what we want, and then being able to get that. Get out there in the world and actually get it for ourselves. Right, right. So basically, you coach what? So are we talking about just relationships or just overall、uh, work, work etic- etiquette or just everything in general? Kind of everything in general. I kind of specialize in coming out in relationships, which is sort of the biggest piece of work that I end up doing because it seems to be the thing people are most interested in.、Right. But certainly in a career and workplace etiquette and understanding how to be out in the workplace. And also, another big piece for me is getting older, the aging process, how we embrace ourselves better as aging gay men. Right. So, and we're all aging. Let's, let's face the facts here.、Uh, some、um, uh, better than others, but.、Uh, You know,、um, I think, you know, overall, just generally life, you know, you need that coaching just to understand what's coming next. Because again, we think we know, but we, we, we really don't know. It's kind of like we need that、uh, edict perspective, that outside perspective to help us through, you know, these,、uh, these weird times, especially in the gay community. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, that whole idea of out, outside perspective is really powerful. It's really important for you to have someone who's on your team, you know, who's out there looking in at your life and seeing、right. things that you don't necessarily see. But I think also I, I bring to the table, I get a, a picture of my client that. Tends to be who he really is at his best. And I always try to help him move towards that. So I always try to have the, the sort of that biggest, brightest, most amazing vision of my client and help him get to that vision himself. Right. So, okay, we have a couple questions from viewers. So I thought since you're the gay guru, this is the perfect time for you to shine. So we're going to answer,、uh, I believe, two questions. If we have time, we'll go ahead and answer three or four. But let's start with this one. This one comes from Ty, and、uh, he states Me and my boyfriend got engaged last week, 
and I was wondering if it's weird to not live together before getting married. We have been dating for about six months, and I have stayed over at his house a couple of times, but that's about it. Yeah, that is such a good nuanced question. So first of all, Ty, congratulations on uh, your engagement. That's awesome. I think one of the things that's really powerful for us as gay men is that we stand outside of society and that can be powerful in terms of not having to do things the way they're normally done. So I like I want to take that weird word we, that word weird, excuse me, and kind of turn it around a little bit and say what if we just don't worry about weird or not normal for a second and what we say what if you don't want to live together just a question it mean it may be the case that you really do but that's that is an option i think it's an important option to put on the table just because we're married just because we're committed doesn't mean we have to be living in the same space together my husband and i actually a few years ago decided to do just that and it's been working out brilliant for us we're very close we still spend most of our time together but we have separate spaces for lots of different reasons to retreat to and we need them so I think that's one thing to consider. If you are deciding that you want to live together eventually, there's a couple of things I want to put on the table for you. The first one is you really do want to be spending some time together. It's time in each other's places to understand how the other guy lives, how you function in the morning, which is really critical, how you function just before you go to bed, which is really critical. All of those things about understanding just what the flow of life looks like for each other so that when you do eventually move in together, it's not just this massive shock of not having any any idea what you're about to get into because it's a big challenge to move in with somebody especially if you've been on your own for a while especially the second if you haven't, you know lived together at all well exactly you don't really have any sense of what you're about to face because we don't really you know i'm going to say we don't really know someone until we live, live with them and i think that that's pretty fair the other thing that's very important when people are coming from independence from two spaces is finances allowing to always find a new space to share because the truth is, whatever goes down, your space is your space, his space is his space, and when you move into another person's space, it will always remain their space. And that can create some real trouble down the road. So I think finding a new space to build together that's going to take into consideration the different ideas you have about style, about the way you want to live, about the way you want a space to function, that's going to be really critical to get you started on the right foot together and have that, what's going to be a, a shocking transition, be as pleasant and as easy to deal with as possible. Right, exactly. And I totally agree with you. Um, you know, I think there's this mindset that, you know, when you're first starting a relationship, you guys have been together for what, six months? Um, dating about six months. Yeah. So you guys have been dating pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say long, but, you know, somewhat uh, six months is a long time in the gay community. That was a joke. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, it's not as long as what you know, um, it takes to understand people. Now, everyone's different. Everyone has their own, you know, views on relationships. But I really do like your your point on when it comes to your space. When you move into someone else's space, it's still their space. You kind of get that cognitive mindset of, you know what, even though now I'm living here, it still is his space. So what do you what do I do? Do I, you know, uh, uh, have that mindset of, you know what, everything's his, you know, what's going to happen is, you know, I'm going to feel, um, kind of segregated from, you know, you know, living here just because, you know, it is 
his space. Now, not everyone thinks that, but, you know, from an anthropological perspective, you know, that could be, you know, one of the cases involved. So, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, 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 when it comes to, you know, uh, um, a situation where you are getting married, you don't have to move in together right away. You can be separated, um, which I think it's really cool that you and your husband do that is because it's not, it's kind of frowned upon in modern society to not live with your partner, but I think it's more, I don't know, uh, mind empowering. I think it, you know, lessens some of the, uh, um, the tensions that people get when they do, you know, are, are constantly together. So perfect. We're going to move on to the second question. This question comes from Mark and, uh, he writes, I have known this man for a few years And all we do is go on dinner dates and do some activities. He really doesn't consider them dates, but I do. When I ask him if we can uh, be in a relationship, he says that he doesn't do relationships because he works too much and doesn't think that that is fair for him to be gone for so long and leave someone alone. Does that sound like he's trying to give me the cold shoulder? Or is it that this is true and he's just one of those um, odd people that don't like dating? Hey, Mark, that is an interesting question. And I think here's what I would like you to consider in all of this is it doesn't really matter whether he is not interested in having a relationship with you or not interested in having a relationship at all at the end of the day he's giving you a very clear message that he doesn't want to be in a relationship and i'm getting from this a pretty clear message that you do want to be in a relationship and so you have this divide here as much as you may like each other as much as you may care about him wanting to be in a relationship and not wanting to be in a relationship is kind of a deal breaker. You don't want to get yourself into a situation where you're believing you're in a relationship, which it seems like you sort of already do, and he doesn't. Because you're never going to get what you want there. You're going to constantly wishing for more, hoping he'll come around, thinking if you stick around long enough, you know, he'll realize that you are in a relationship. You know, and in very many ways from what I'm reading here, you really are already in a relationship, but he doesn't think you are. So I think it's it's really important for you to sort of take a look at this situation and if you're able to be more casual about it and just relax and have a nice time with him that's great if you're not I think it's really in your best interest to just end this situation and go find somebody who really wants to be in a relationship and really wants to be with you yeah uh, uh, I agree however I have more questions again my anthropological brain kind of goes ding 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 you say dinner dates and do some activities. Are these really dinner dates or is this like friendly, oh, hey, you know, let's go have sushi and chill for an hour. That's kind of my mind uh, mindset is, you know, what are these quote unquote dinner dates? Are they actually dinner dates? Or are they not actually dinner dates? It Has he already put you in the friend zone or are you in the friend zone and, you know, you haven't really told him your feelings or is it something that you think that he should know your feelings, but he doesn't. So 
one thing for me is that, you know, again, there's all these what ifs. Um, but I totally agree with you. If he's one of those people that do not want to date, you're not going to change his mind. Um, you know, some people like dating. Some people don't like dating. Some people are, you know, quote unquote, uh, loners and do not, you know, want to bring someone into the relationship. Now, again, uh, uh, Brian did a really good job with this, and I suggest you guys re-listen to his segment because he's going to do better than me on this question. But, um, you know, again, it's, you know, a question of not whether he's doing it for some kind of reason, but whether it's uh, time for you to move on or time for you to question your actions. So, uh, again, this is, I would have more questions than answers for this type of you know, question and and again, Brian, have you seen questions like this before? I've definitely seen this kind of situation uh, uh, quite frequently in my practice when people are talking about relationships. And you know, I think it's it's not that uncommon for us to wish that something what ha- was happening that isn't happening. And even if someone's fairly clear that they're not there and they don't want to be there, it's difficult for us to hear something that we don't want to hear from somebody that we'd like to hear something else from, right? So, right. Uh, and you know, I'd say that this is you know th- this question. It's it, there's so many, like you said, there's so many other questions. You know, I would say, you know, this this would probably lead to, you know, a, a few months of work just trying to tease all this stu- stuff out and really understand like where Mark is coming from and what he what he really wants in terms of, of his life and what he sees his future being and whether this other man is really compatible there or not and wh- whether this is somebody cares about and wishes it could happen with, right? Right. Okay, so uh, my mind just, you know, went on a different tangent. But do you get a lot of questions where you're like, um, you haven't told me enough information for me to make a decision? And what is the best way? This is my own question, by the way. What is the best way to get those those answers from, you know, your clients? Do you kind of have to, like, sneak up on them with, you know, these questions to try to get the truth out? Or is it more of like, a, oh, hey, I can read you right away. You're lying to me. You know what? I'm going to go with the opposite side. I think it's really important to really listen to what somebody is saying to you when you're trying to have a coaching conversation, because often they'll be saying things they don't really realize. Like, it's pretty clear from this question that this other man is not interested in a relationship for whatever reason. And, you know, that Mac has actually even come out and asked him and has been told no. And yet there's this reluctance to hear that no. So I think that that's where you tease out, you tease out the truth in what somebody seeing and I think the best way to do that honestly is to get them to talk story with you just tell me the story tell me what's going on and you just sit listening for those key phrases that are telling you what's really going on inside them right right so um what is the most common help question you get probably the most common questions I get are around relationship and the most common question is how haven't I found a guy? How, why is it that I can't find someone? Uh, that's the most common question I think I get just in general questions on new, on my blogs in, in client, new clients who are coming. Why haven't, why can't I find somebody? Why can't I find somebody? And often it's just really, the answer is really the approach that people take to finding somebody is just all wrong. They start, they start 
with physical attraction and throwing out all those kinds of ideas and those right. are very important things but they don't consider the deeper psych emotional compatibility and lifestyle right. compatibility and what you're looking to what kind of life you're looking to build these are the bigger questions and when you're searching based on these deeper things based on the things you really want in a relationship you really would like to see in life then you're much more likely to recognize the people who are going to give you that deeper sort of compatibility rather than just being only looking at sexual compatibility or whether the person looks a certain way or is a certain kind of right. guy exactly so uh what is one thing that you wish everyone would understand about relationships that relationships are 100 the responsibility of both people so we always we will always see things that our partners do that have created problems but we need to own our reaction to those things we need to understand our our contribution to those problems having happened in the first place or to those behaviors having happened in the first place so both you know both people need to come to the table saying i'm ready to be 100 100 responsibility responsible for what goes on here so that we're in true partnership Right, exactly. Again, a, uh, a relationship isn't 50-50, it's 100-100. You have to give as much as you take. So I think a lot of people Absolutely. don't understand that. Um, perfect. So how can people get in touch with you? Well, the best place to find me is on my website, which is www.gayguru.coach, and you'll find all sorts of information about how else you can do there, including my phone number and email address and all that good kind of stuff. And you'll also be able there to sign up for a free consultation where we can sit down and talk about whatever it is you need to talk about and uh, develop a, a plan for you to move forward, whether that's going to be with me or sometimes I'll even recommend another coach or another approach for somebody if it seems more appropriate.